Boom! How are you guys doing today? Here we are again. 31 days of Halloween, 2021. We're at horror movie number eight and our first anthology for the season, VHS 94, the fourth VHS movie, I believe, in the VHS franchise, which basically takes a found footage VHS approach to the anthology film. I love anthology films. Give me endless anthology films. I will watch them over and over and over again. I love them. Give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> you know what it is? I just love the variety of stories that one gets when watching an anthology. You go from this to this to this, and there's a wraparound. It's an extension of everything that I love about, you know, Tales from the Crypt, Big fan of the Amicus stuff. Pretty much any anthology. Now, what sets VHS apart from other anthologies is that it's really a found footage anthology. And, you know, here's the thing about found footage that I have noticed. It's predicated on the immersive experience via POV, point of view. And this is why, you know, everybody wonders. A lot of people are kind of like, well, why was Blair Witch so... Blair Witch is a little overrated. Why is Blair Witch so effective? Why were people so scared by Blair Witch? People were scared by Blair Witch because they went into a dark movie theater and were immediately dropped into the scenario that is within the found footage from the point of view. You are the video camera. And when you're in a dark movie theater, the the, the viewing experience is transformative. You're, you're transported to another place and another time in that character's shoes. It, it, it amplifies empathy by a thousand. In an age before YouTube or, I don't know, anything really, you're sitting in a theater trapped in the woods, not sure how you're going to get rescued. You forget who you are. That's the ultimate thing. You kind of forget who you are. It doesn't work as well outside of the movie theater, and that's when found footage can be really contrived and tired and whatnot. But I've never found that to be the case with the VHS anthology series. I love them. I love every single one of them. Are some segments weaker than others? Sure, but they always have a banger or two in there. And, you know, the, the one thing I don't like about the V, I've never been, I'm not a big fan of the wraparounds in general. They just never speak to me. They never connect with them. It's always somebody, you know, looking at a TV and, you know, in a trance of some kind. It just, I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't fly for me. And I sort of felt that way with the opening, with the wraparound segment. I wasn't really plugged into it. I did like the idea of a SWAT team coming in because you're like, why is there a SWAT team coming in? I did like the idea of people sitting there with their eyeballs plucked out, like what they're seeing is causing their eyeballs to get plucked out. And ultimately, I did like the idea. I guess I did like, I liked it more than, maybe I'm thinking about previous VHS segments. I did like the wraparound a little bit more than, say, the other ones. It, it turns out that they are a part of some sort of cults for underground cinema making snuff films and whatnot. We got four segments in this VHS one. The first one is about a rat man, 
okay? Literally a rat man. It's called Storm Drain. It's some investigative reporters. They go into the sewers looking for a rat man. At, at the very beginning of this segment, it started to feel a little bit like WNUF in a good way, the, the Halloween special. Shout out to Chris. Uh, and I thought it was going to be like that throughout all four segments, and it was not. And I think that's a good thing. It, it comes off more as homage than, say, straight, like, you know, uh, ape in his gig. So anyway, they're in the storm drain. They're looking for this rat man. We see a sketch of this rat man, and he's pretty scary looking, but you are really not prepared when you see the rat man. It is full-on creature feature. There's some sort of cult in the storm drain, and... You know, the rat man, and his real name is rat, uh, Ratma. Rata? Ratma? Hail Ratma. There's this Ratma god, and he's just like a rat man that lives in the sewer, and he throws up black goop on you, and if you don't burn, then you're worthy, and if you do burn, then you're not worthy, and he's going to take over the world. And it's really, really fun. It's a great way to open everything up with a really freaky-looking creature that I have not really seen before. So... Kudos. The next segment is written by Simon Barrett, who I love. I love Simon Barrett's stuff. It's called The Empty Wake. The framing device is a little contrived, as is most found footage. Why are you recording during crisis? That's what it ultimately always comes down to. And you have to endlessly suspend your disbelief in order to stay immersed in the experience. And there's a lot of really creepy atmosphere in this one. I mean, it's really scary. This, this girl, she has to videotape a wake for a dude who didn't have a lot of family or friends. And we learn, we learn that this guy jumped off a building and like totally like wrecked his body and they had, did their best to put him back together. And then a creepy dude comes in. He says some weird stuff in another language, probably an incantation, that brings the, the guy whose wake it is back to life. It's storming outside. The power gets cut out. We're in the dark with the video camera. Of course, the video camera conveniently has the light that's lighting for us. And we literally, and this is what I mean, you are you are the video camera. You are literally in this dark place. If you are watching this in your living room and you have the, all the lights turned off and you're not looking at your phone and you are, have tunnel vision for the screen, you are immersed in the POV of this story. And it is really scary because the body pops out and it is grotesque. It is really grotesque. You're expecting something. You're expecting something to happen. Obviously, it's like you know some of the the dialogues are like, "There's no way that body's gonna get out of there." Which you're kind of like, "Do we really need that?" I didn't really need that to be honest with you. But it is. It's good. It's very effective. And I was genuinely. I was watching it down here in the basement with all the lights off, and I just had the TV in front of me. You can't see it, but I have a TV in front of me. And uh, there were several moments where I paused to like do something because I was like typing on my computer. And the truth is I was pausing because I was a little afraid. That's the honest truth. It, 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 it was effective. For me, it was effective. I wish I had seen it in a movie theater, not surrounded by any electronic devices where I'd be tempted to use them. The girl is basically dealing with a zombie that's missing half of its face. And it's really, really freaky. And Simon takes every opportunity to like make this corpse fall apart a little bit more with every movement. You know, one minute, the arm falls off, the hand falls off, the guts fall out. It's, it's gross, man. And it's great. Okay. So the next segment is from an Indonesian filmmaker who I have tremendous amounts of respect for. This guy, 
always blows me away with whatever he does. I have followed his career and filmography. I've seen most of what he's made, not everything. He did a film called Macabre, which... Okay, so the next segment is by an Indonesian filmmaker who I have immense, immense respect for. I love this dude. Everything that I have seen him make has been good. Just really, really good. Especially the short segment stuff that he does. He has made several features under the title of The Mo Brothers, Macabre, which is like this crazy cannibal film, Killers, which is also really great, and Headshot, which I have not seen yet. But he did L is for Libido in ABCs of Death, which might have been my favorite segment in the entire 26-letter alphabet. It's really good, really grim, really gross. He also did... Probably the best segment in all of the VHS films, all four anthologies. In VHS 2, he did the segment Safe Haven. He co-directed it with Gareth Evans, and it is what a journey, what a roller coaster ride that one is. He's also doing the Train to Busan remake, which gives me a lot of faith in it. I was a little annoyed that they were remaking what I thought was essentially an a film that did not need to be remade, but they're remaking it for an American audience. But knowing that this dude, and I didn't say his name because I can't pronounce it, Timo Ta'ajanto, knowing that he is making the Train to Busan remake, I have full faith that it is going to be fantastic. And this one, this this the, the short that he does for VHS 94, it's called The Subject, and it is gruesome, just like all of his other work. You basically get a mad scientist kidnapping people off of the street, turning them into half-machine, half-human hybrid creatures, kind of like what happened in Invincible, the, the comic book by Robert Kirkman where you had the, the crazy mad scientist college kid who was turning people into basically the same thing in the sewers. And it's really sad. that It's pure body horror. It's not sort of... you don't Body horror doesn't come to mind necessarily, right off the top, but the first thing I thought about was body horror. The idea that you're kidnapped and you wake up and suddenly you are not you anymore. Your body will never be the same. You're missing the top part of your head. It is just, it's really, really grim. I know I've used grim a few times this season for 31 Days of Halloween. This one is really grim. Her whole top of her head is missing and replaced with like a video camera. And you know, despite her grotesque appearance, she is still self-aware and she still wants to live, which I found very interesting. There's so many themes here going all the way back to Frankenstein. It's totally a spin on the Frankenstein story done in a really creative way. And I tip my hat to Tim. He just really knocked this one out of the park. The final story is really interesting too. It doesn't, I needed a little bit more of a finale. The VHS anthology series always has a habit of not sequencing in the way that necessarily makes sense for a viewing experience. For instance, the segment we just talked about, the, the Frankenstein one by Timo, that should have been the final segment. It, it is the perfect finale crescendo. And I feel like this one, which is called Terror, this should have been the third one. It's just out of order, man. It's not sequenced properly. But this one's really great, too. You got some Waco militia guys who are casing a joint. We don't know what for. They're going to commit some sort of domestic terrorist attack. 
And we find out that they've basically weaponized vampire blood to explode like a bomb, like Timothy McVeigh style. It's really clever, man. There's a lot of humor there. These guys are bumbling idiots. They don't venerate them at all. They come off, they're also religious fanatics. And you're kind of like trying to figure out, they keep executing the same guy over and over again. He keeps coming back to life. Quite clearly, this guy's a vampire. And they're harvesting the blood and they test it on a bunny rabbit. The bunny rabbit makes this big explosion. They're combining vampire blood with sunlight. So it's a great idea. It's like, okay, what if a bunch of domestic terrorists, these militia guys, prepper guys, whatever, what if they kidnapped a vampire and then used its blood in combination with sunlight to create an explosion to take down a federal building. Genius. I want the feature-length film of that. Because I thought we were going to see the assault, and of course, I'm like, this is just a segment. They're not going to show the full-fledged assault. If anything, if anybody could do it, it would be Timo who would who would handle that really well. And frankly, I'd like to see him direct that as well. Give Timo all the money in the world to make every movie that he ever wants to make. He is a phenomenal filmmaker. Phenomenal. Really happy with VHS 94 overall. A, a great fourth entry. Man, I mean, we now have four of these films. You can just watch them as a marathon and have a really great time. 